We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl great to be back just with you guys today i guess uh, i had a great time off in san francisco over the past week um, obviously during that time launched my expert series this past week where you got to see aaron nagler and dusty evely and justice mosqueda wes hodkowitz and uh, of course peter bukowski as well huge shout out to those guys for doing that that was a ton of fun i hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have not watched those episodes yet, I cannot recommend it enough. If you haven't gotten your pre-training camp juices flowing quite yet, there is nothing that is going to get you there quite like listening to those and those five experts covering all things Packers heading into training camp. So a huge thank you to those guys again for doing that. And uh, again, if you haven't checked those out, make sure to do so. Of course, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure to do that as well. There's going to be a ton more of that type of content coming through the course of this training camp this offseason. And of course, as we go into the regular season as well. So hit that subscribe button and make sure you get notifications every time there is a new episode. Today, 
Main topic, one topic. We are going to be going over this year's training camp cult heroes, the players that maybe you don't know a ton about yet. Some of them you certainly will, but that you are probably going to fall in love with through this year's training camp. And every single year this happens, we fall in love with some random players, some undrafted players, and they become a part of our heart and soul as we go and hope that they make the 53-man roster. Players like Kirk Bankert and Tim Boyle at quarterback, Herbert Whisper Goodman at running back, Tory Gurley and Chaston West amongst like a million others at wide receiver, DJ Williams at tight end, Ben Braden along the offensive line, Christian Ringo on the defensive line, Reggie Gilbert, J. Ron Elliott on edge, uh, Lindsey Pipkins at corner, Raven Green at safety slash linebacker. Like you can go position by position over the years and find these training camp darlings. And some of them uh, have not amounted to much. Other ones, you know, have made it onto the 53-man roster. Tim Boyle has gone on to start games in the NFL for, I believe, the, what, the Lions. And I think he got a start last year with the Bears as well. Raven Green, you know, what, two or three years as that sort of safety linebacker hybrid type player. J. Ron Elliott stuck around for a little while. So maybe not all of these have become big time players, but sometimes they do as well. Like Sam Shields is a great example of a darling, you know, training camp player that became a darling preseason player to a darling regular season player to a darling postseason player and became, of course, one of the greats uh, at corner for Green Bay and uh, really was so integral in the Packers winning that Super Bowl as well, playing as a undrafted rookie as a starting corner who was making the transition from wide receiver. I digress, but we have all had those players that we have fallen in love with. Robert Tunyon, another great example at tight end, who was a training camp darling that became a pretty darn good NFL player. So here are the players, position by position, that again, maybe you don't know a ton about or maybe aren't on the top of your radar as we get ready to head into training camp, but I think you're really going to enjoy these players throughout the course of camp and of course, preseason, family night, etc. At quarterback, this was a really great opportunity to segue into a player I didn't get to talk about last week because I was in San Francisco, uh, and that's Alex Magoo. And yes, if you are thinking it's Alex McGough or Alex Magoo or Alex, it is Alex Magoo, like M-C-G-O-O, like goo as in like gooey stuff. Alex Magoo is the name. And this is your, what what was it? USFL MVP? I forget which of the 30 leagues he, you know, MV, it wasn't XFL. I think it was USFL uh, that he was the MVP for. And he is a very fun quarterback, had a couple stints in the NFL, including with the Seattle Seahawks. This is a player who's tall, nice arm, very mobile and agile, and has a gunslinger mentality to him. There is, and credit Matub for this one, uh, you know, on on Twitter, you can follow him at Matub. Uh, He pointed this out, and I think it's a really apt comparison. He's got a lot of Johnny Manziel to him. Now, Johnny Manziel certainly did not turn out at an NFL level, and I'm not super hopeful that Alex Magoo is going to become a great NFL starting quarterback or anything like that but he is really, really fun. And he's one of those players that I think when people see him at training camp and in preseason games, it's tough to tell how much opportunity he's going to get. He's a little bit behind the eight ball coming in this late in training camp, didn't have OTAs, didn't have mini camps. And now he has what, four quarterbacks in camp, including himself. Jordan Love is going to get the vast majority of snaps. You know, they're going to give Sean Clifford a huge look. And then Danny Etling has been here and knows the system already. So He is clearly behind all of those quarterbacks and Clifford and Love not going anywhere, right? 
So he is probably battling for a number three quarterback position, probably on the practice squad. But like I said, this isn't necessarily about who's going to become the next great NFL player. This is about some of the players that I think you're going to get to know and love throughout this offseason, training camp, preseason, etc. So Alex Magoo, definitely one of them. His issues are he's not a great pocket passer. He's not a great, I'm going to go bink, bink, bink through my progressions and make sure that I'm hitting everything on time and in rhythm. But if you want a quarterback that can live off script a little bit, that is able to make plays with his legs and with his arm and isn't afraid to thread the needle and throw some crazy passes, Alex Magoo is a little bit of your guy. And like I said, you, especially in these like, you know, fourth quarter, you know, preseason games where you're looking for anything to get excited about and cheer, Alex Magoo is going to get, Alex Magoo is going to give you a little bit of that excitement. And I, like I said, I think you're going to really enjoy watching him play football. So great football player, not necessarily really fun football player. Yes. And like I said, I think you're going to enjoy him in preseason. At running back, I'm going Tyler Goodson again. You guys know how high I've been on Tyler Goodson, but I think we're going to fall in love with him all over again. I continue to tell you guys how hard he works at practice. I think people that are at training camp are going to pick up on that as well. His speed is easy to see and flashes immediately anytime you go watch him in practice. He's got good hands. He's got some kick return ability. Now it's going to be the little things for Tyler that are going to be big things for him trying to make a roster. That includes, can he get involved in any other sort of special teams? And can he find himself a better pass protector? Those are what are probably going to set that number three running back job apart. But I have zero doubt whatsoever. We're talking about, again, some of those third quarter, fourth quarter preseason action. Like they're going to hand him the ball quite a bit. And he's going to have the opportunity to make some plays just like he did in preseason a year ago. So I think he is once again going to be one of those names that rises to the top for fans in training camp and in preseason. Whether or not that can equate to a 53-man roster spot, I'm not sure. I could see him playing his way onto maybe another team's 53-man roster. I think if he's in Green Bay, it's going to have to probably be on the practice squad. But you never quite know. And every once in a while, one of these players just has a preseason and training camp that is just undeniable, right? You're just watching him and you're just like, there's no way you can cut that guy. He's worked too hard. He practices too hard. He's too talented. He's too fast. And if Tyler Goodson goes out and has a training camp like that and preseason like that, he's going to be in the conversation for a 53-man roster spot. And again, I think fans are going to fall in love with him all over again. All right, a wide receiver. This is a tough one. Grant DuBose was a name that was on top of mind, and I just don't know where he is health-wise. I'm hoping he can come in at training camp because I think he's sort of the forgotten drafty, right? Just because we didn't get to see him at all in rookie minicamp OTAs, uh, et cetera. So I am excited about Grant DuBose. Jaden Reed, I'm sure, is a player people are going to easily fall in love with. But I'm going back to Samori Toure. I've talked about this before. Don't be surprised if it's Samore Toure starting as the number three wide receiver, meaning Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and then Toure over Jaden Reed to begin with. I'm not saying Jaden Reed can't jump him. I'm not saying other wide receivers like Dontavian Wicks, maybe even a Grant DuBose, maybe a Bo Melton, you know, maybe a Malik Heath, who is another, uh, you know, I guess camp darling that I think people are going to fall in love with. But I think when people see Samore Toure play again. They're going to remember why a lot of people fell in love with him in preseason a year ago, why he was you know, one of the players that Matt LaFleur mentioned in season last year that needed to get more playing time. Well, he's probably in a position to get a lot more playing time this year. And if he goes out and has a strong training camp, like I said, I think he can break camp as that number three wide receiver. They're going to rotate these guys in and out. They're going to move these guys around. But I think people are going to fall in love with Samore Toure all over again. He does all things the right way practices extremely hard. He's got deep speed. He knows how to uncover. Pretty darn good route runner. Can play him outside, can play him in the slot. 
Samari Torrey, very fun player. And like I said, I think fans are going to fall in love with him all over again. Tight end, like, I don't know, like, I... I could go Cameron McDonald here because I think he's going to make a little bit of a wave or a splash, maybe. This is the two rookies, right? Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. People are going to get to be able to see those two for the very first time, and I think they're going to really enjoy what they see. Luke Musgrave, freak athlete. We've talked all about him. Great hands, great size, great speed, great you know body positioning and body control. He's, he's the total package as a receiving tight end, at least athletically and just the gifts that he's given what he can become as a blocker and just picking up the offense and those sort of things that will remain to be seen. Tucker Craft, sort of same thing, right? Like we need to see the pads on, but he is a very fun player. He's got some run after the catchability. He's built extremely well for the tight end position. And I think people are going to pick up on how hard and how passionate Tucker Craft is, uh, you know, about practicing and how, how hard he works and just like his attention to detail. I think fans are really going to enjoy that. And I think fans are craving, you know, tight end play and high end tight end play. These are not going to be complete players in year one. They're just not. We're going to see a lot of flashes though. And I think those flashes are going to start in preseason and get ready for it because you're going to really enjoy it. And those those two are a ton of fun to watch, especially, especially Luke Musgrave. If you want a more under the radar one, again, Cameron McDonald, a little bit of juice after the catch, kind of an H back tight end type, uh, but he's a fun player too, to kind of keep an eye on. Offensive line, Caleb Jones. I think people forget just how massive of a human being this dude is. And you know why I say that? Because I forgot just how massive of a human being this guy is. I talked about it before, but you had Telford come in as an undrafted free agent and he's big, right? And I think he's what, like six, what, six, six, you know, 320 pounds or something. You're like, man, it's a big dude. And then Caleb Jones stands next to him at OTAs and you're like, oh, Telford's a, a tiny guy compared to Caleb Jones. Now, just being big and strong and physical and mammoth and you know a mountain of a human being doesn't necessarily mean you're a good offensive lineman. Caleb Jones has a, a lot of work to do to continue on his footwork and continue his technique work as an offensive tackle. But this is a big freaking dude. And this is a guy that has some talent that is a little bit of a dancing bear that moves his feet pretty well for a player of his size and stature. Green Bay is potentially going to go with a sixth offensive lineman in some in some looks where they're probably replacing Mercedes Lewis maybe with those sort of looks. Could Caleb Jones get in on that as well? That will remain to be seen. But I think people are going to like just look at him in camp and go, oh my God, like that is an absolute beast of a human. And it's really hard not to cheer for him. And it's hard not to think of like, like how, like, let's find something that this guy can do. You got 53 men on, on your roster, right? Like, how can you weaponize these guys? If they, maybe they're not ready to play, you know, every single snap as an offensive tackle. And I know offensive line, you want to keep your five guys out there and stuff like that. But like I said, can you use them as a sixth offensive lineman just to maul one side of the offensive line? Can you find a way that he could be in the middle of the kick block team at six, nine with a huge wingspan? Like, are there different ways that you can use this dude? Because like just looking at him, you've got to figure out like there's, you've got to find a way to use that guy in the field in some capacity. There's just not many humans that are built the way that that dude is built. And if he doesn't work out here, Man, if I were WWE or AEW, I would be calling Caleb Jones's agent being like, hey, no, don't let him go to some practice squad. I want him because he would be a beast in wrestling as well. But right now I'm hoping Caleb Jones offensive tackle takes a big step and can maybe be one of those swing tackles for Green Bay this year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, defensive line, I'm going Carl Brooks. And you know how much I fell in love with Carl Brooks' tape. He is a fun player, potentially a big edge rusher on the outside against the run. Certainly a pass rush specialist on the inside on passing downs, but he's going to have to find his way on the field. But we are going to see him on the field in training camp and in preseason. I think we're going to see a lot of him and Colby Wooden. Colby Wooden's another player that I could have put on this list as well. I think people are really going to enjoy the effort that he puts out there. There's a lot of potential for playing time on this defensive line. Listen, Devontae Wyatt hasn't earned anything yet. TJ Slayton has not earned anything yet. The only player that we know with certainty who's going to go out there and get his 60 snaps a game is is, uh, Kenny Clark. After that, there are snaps available. And if Devontae Wyatt maybe starts putting things together, but doesn't show that he can do it consistently for 60 snaps, some of those snaps are going to be available. Same thing with TJ Slayton. We haven't seen TJ Slayton be able to be consistent game to you know game in game out you know forty snaps per game. If he can't do that, there's going to be snaps available, and whether that's Colby Wooden or Carl Brooks or Jonathan Ford or somebody, somebody's going to have to pick up that slack if those guys aren't capable of doing it. And I think we're all hoping Slayton and Wyatt are the dudes that can do that, but if they're not, enter Carl Brooks, enter Colby Wooden, maybe enter Jonathan Ford, right? But Carl Brooks, very, very fun player, absolutely tore it up at Bowling Green. Not necessarily the the most freak athlete that Green Bay normally likes, but he is dynamic. He is fun to watch. He's got great hands. He's got great moves. And I've talked about this as well. There are some players that just know how to hunt as edge rushers, pass rushers, etc. Carl Brooks showed in college, it didn't matter if he was at edge, at nose tackle, defensive line, it didn't matter. You could put him anywhere and he would find a way to get to the quarterback. He just has a nose for finding quarterbacks and getting his, you know, getting them to the ground, basically. I think that's going to continue. I think he's going to surprise some people and I think he's going to become a fan favorite sooner rather than later. At edge, assuming things stay clean off the field, I'm going Brenton Cox on the field. And I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyes on when Rashawn Gary returns. Can Kingsley and Igbari make a year two jump? There's going to be certainly eyes on Lucas Van Ness, the first pick for Green Bay. But Brenton Cox is a player that, like I've mentioned, and when I did my deep dive of him, this could have been a fourth, maybe fifth round pick at worst, had he just not gotten kicked out of two different places and not had some off-field sort of stuff. 
But on the football field, this is a violent football player with great hands, good athleticism. And when he turns it on, he can really turn it on. And I think my hope is that the undrafted status for Brenton Cox turned the light bulb on and him getting kicked out of college again, turned the light bulb on. There's nothing handed to him anymore. He's going to have to earn everything. And if he goes out and he works his butt off, he can be a star. Maybe that's aggressive, but he can be a really good football player in this league. He was expected to be a star coming out of high school and going into college, like a big time, big time player. And it just, you know, he didn't necessarily, I don't think ever really put in hundred percent. If he starts doing that now for Green Bay and taking this seriously and making sure he keeps his, you know, hands clean off the field, then they got a real steal of a player there. And I think, you know, fans love an underdog story and a comeback story. And I know, you know, he got himself into the trouble. So it's not like this is a, you know, um, you know, something where he had to overcome an illness or an injury or something like that. He had to overcome his own issues. But still, people love when a player takes advantage of a second, in this case, a third chance, really, because he got kicked out of two college programs. But there's a real big chance for Bretton Cox. The talent's there. And I think fans are really going to cheer him on and hope that he can make an impact for Green Bay moving forward. Inside linebacker, I'm going to Reed Carpenter. I think he's at a better position. I think people also forget how just how good he was as a special teams player, as a rookie. Now, he has a real good chance of just making the 53 based off his special teams prowess alone. Now I think he's at a better position for himself going from safety to linebacker. Yeah, there's some opportunity maybe there at safety, but there's a lot of bodies there and it's probably easier to get cut at safety than it is at linebacker right now. And maybe more importantly, I think you can weaponize Tariq Carpenter at linebacker a little bit. Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell not coming off the field in any real consistent way, right? But maybe he can get himself into a couple, you know, formations here and there, a couple, uh, you know, sub packages where he's sort of used as a hybrid tight end or hybrid safety slash linebacker lining up against tight ends. I think there's a way maybe to, to figure out something there. He's got good size. He's built really well. He's got, you know, he had below average speed for a safety, but he's got good speed for a linebacker. I'm really interested to see, and I'm hoping what he's been able to do on special teams carries over to that linebacker position. Corner's the guy I've been talking about ever since, you know, really was drafted, but certainly uh, when I had the opportunity to see him at OTAs and what he was doing at corner, that's Carrington Valentine. Wes Hodkovitz talked about him last week. Like I've talked about him on a couple different occasions. There's just something different about that kid. And I cannot wait to see him again. There are going to be eyes on him when he is practicing. Really interested to see if maybe he took a couple steps up the depth chart from what he was able to do at OTAs. Super talented, very fast, good click and close, not afraid to get engaged. Like he is, he's got that cornerback mentality. And of all the players on this list, I think he's the easiest one to fall in love with when you watch him play. I think he's probably would be my 1A on this entire list for ones that I think are, you know, a player that's going to stick out to fans right away and really garner attention and really gain their support sooner rather than later. Last but not least is Anthony Johnson Jr. at safety. I've talked about this, but fans are thirsty for good safety play. If Anthony Johnson Jr. does anything, if he picks off a pass, if he breaks up you know, a throw down the field, whatever it is, maybe makes a big tackle in a preseason game, forces a fumble, I don't know. Anything he does will get magnified because fans are that much more thirsty for it to be a young player that's showing out well at safety. Listen, if you look at like future Packers, right? Darnell Savage, last year of his deal, Dallin Levitt, Rudy Ford, Tavarius Moore, Jonathan Owens. These are all one-year veteran guys. If you're looking at long-term future of this team, you got Anis Gaines under team control next year, and you got Anthony Johnson Jr. as a seventh-round pick. There's no future safety on this team right now. 
They could resign any of those guys in the offseason, certainly. And I'm sure they're going to be aggressive looking for safeties in next year's draft unless Anthony Johnson Jr. and Innis Gaines, like even in a world where Anthony Johnson Jr. and Innis Gaines tear it up and both show that they're caliber, you know, capable of being starting caliber safeties, you still don't have any depth behind those guys next year. So safety will be a position that gets attacked, I think, pretty aggressively moving forward in the draft by Brian Gudikins. But right now, it's really Anthony Johnson Jr. as the guy with potential moving forward because he's actually under contract. He's the like the only safety on the roster who's actually under contract for next year. So if he can do anything, if he can show out, if he can somehow earn some playing time early, you know, and sooner rather than later, uh, he's going to be a player that fans are really excited about and are going to get their hopes up for because there's not much to get your hopes up for at safety. Anthony Johnson Jr. maybe in his gains might be the only ones because they have some long-term potential, uh, but certainly Johnson a little bit more seventh round pick. Loved his transition from corner to safety at college. I think he's a better safety than he ever was at corner, but I love the fact that he's played corner, has some of those man-to-man and zone coverage skills. He's a ten, you know tenacious player. He had more ball hawking skills at safety in Iowa State than he did at corner. Like Just very good fit, and uh, I'm excited to see what he can do at safety, and I think he's going to be a player that people really enjoy watching play as well. All right, so my entire list, quarterback Alex Magoo, running back Tyler Goodson, Wide receiver, Samore Toure, tight end, Musgrave, Kraft, Kinda, Cameron McDonald. Offensive lineman, Caleb Jones. Defensive lineman, Carl Brooks. Edge, Brenton Cox. Linebacker, Tree Carpenter. Corner, Carrington Valentine. And safety, Anthony Johnson Jr. Get ready to get excited about those players. Fall in love with them. And then probably, what, like three quarters of them end up on the, the practice squad or something. We'll see. But uh, really excited about all those players. Thanks so much for joining me today. I will be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. So make sure not to miss that. But until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.